Hey, this is Emily Wells coming at you um, with what I'm learning about what it means to be living and existing inside of my queer body at the moment. I feel like my relationship to my body right now is very awkward and kind of odd. Um, For one thing, I feel, on the one hand, I feel a bit detached from my, my physical self. I feel so in my head, so I kind of just feel like I'm just tripping on acid all the time. <laughs> and um, and also I'm, you know, like so many of us, I'm not able to move and be outside and run and, and do the things that make me feel like myself inside of my, my body. Um, also, my girlfriend has been sick for like three and a half weeks, and I've been sleeping in another room, um, so I don't have a lot of connection to the other body that I'm used to um, helping me understand what my body is, if that makes sense. Um, but, um, you know, at the same time, I feel like I have this sort of survivalist thing that kicked in um, when I, the first time I sort of experienced like panic around what this this thing is um, and, and how fragile um, we all are and vulnerable. And, um, but yeah, it did kind of kick in a feeling of uh, survivalism that I don't know that I'm that familiar with um, in the past um, because I, you know, I, I've been able to live so much of my life um, in, you know, kind of a more theoretical way. Um, so, um, theoretical as opposed to having to think about um, my own physical safety all the time, like so many people have to. Uh, Anyway, hope this answers your question, and um, yeah, looking forward to all of our beautiful queer bodies being uh, being out in the world to see and be seen. Ciao. Joss and I'm calling from Marshfield, Massachusetts. Something I've learned about living in my body right now is that it is essential to have a profound pause. For a long time, I've romanticized going on a retreat or somehow getting very, very quiet and still, and it just hasn't happened. And now, at this moment, I do have a chance to slow down and be with my body, immerse in meditation, walk by the water, and it has helped me crystallize a lot of the understandings that would occur in a really frenzied state 
in the city and in my everyday life. And so while also holding the anxiety and the fear and the concern for others, I feel like my body has been right in longing for a pause and I am trying to hold on to the sense of spaciousness and recuperation even during this super chaotic time. What's up, what's up? This is Jewel the Gem, pronouns she, her, hers, calling in from New Jersey with my heart in New York City. Um, in this time of the COVID-19 pandemic, I've been learning a lot about what it means to live and exist in my queer body. I've been learning a lot about what it means to grieve and mourn in solitude, um, watching the news, listening to um, the numbers increase, and thinking about how this pandemic, this virus has disproportionately impacted black people, black poor people, um, has really um, allowed me to really tap into some really deep emotions um, as an empath. And also what does grief and mourning look like as I also experienced that in my personal life as a person who has lost both of her grandmothers in a matter of six days. And so it's definitely an opportunity for me to think about and tap into and listen to what my body needs. And sometimes it needs for me to be still and listen to music and be calm. And sometimes it needs for me to twerk. And sometimes it needs for me to take a walk. And sometimes it needs for me to call up a friend on FaceTime and laugh, this deep gut laugh. Um, and sometimes it needs to just take long showers and just cry. Um, and so really just taking time to listen to what it needs and providing it what it needs. Um, also taking time to think about and reflect on the things that I do have and to be extremely grateful for the things that I took for granted um, pre-COVID-19. Hi, this is Courtney Perkins of Not All Gemini, and I'm calling from Los Angeles. At this point, I've been quarantined for almost seven weeks, and as we all try to face the claustrophobia of COVID, I have found myself in a better position than most since I already work from home. I'm lucky in that this has not been a shock to the system. What I will say is that I have never had a good relationship with my body. Body image and self-loathing have always been incredibly hard for me, and this is the first time I've really taken steps to take better care of myself. So it's been really frustrating timing to be cut off from my coping mechanisms right as they were starting to work. I've always had an aversion to diet and weight loss culture, but in January, the journey of gym started going, and I loved it. I didn't expect it to be so good for my mental health, but it was. I think I've always seen myself as above physicality, living in the mental space. I had an anti-jock attitude, like not taking care of my body made me smarter. Uh, now I think I just didn't want to deal with how much I hated myself. Um, 
a new thing felt like breakthroughs in the first few months of the year. But now that the gym is off limits, I've missed it a lot. It was really nice to just be able to turn off my brain for an hour. I miss the stress release. I miss my Megan Thee Stallion playlist. So now I just walk. I walk my dog. I walk on phone calls. I take pictures of my neighbor's succulents. I find the online conversation about wall fits and free weights and planks to be so fucking boring and honestly the opposite of motivational. Um, but the feeling of my ass going numb because I've been sitting on the couch in the same spot all day is still bothering me. I do feel strangely hopeful about the missing it, though. This may be the first time in my life that I've missed exercise, and it's the first time that my motivation to get back to it has more to do with how I think than how I look, which feels like progress. When I was thinking about this prompt and the ways I interact with my body, it occurred to me that there are a lot of other things I could have talked about here. Smoking too much weed, having my phone die during FaceTime therapy, not being able to get a gynecologist appointment right now, feeling bad for the pharmacist, risking their own health as I pick up my epilepsy meds, being worried about my friends and family surgeries that have now been deemed non-essential. But what's really standing out in my mind in terms of the way I can take care of myself is that for the first time I really miss movement. I'm thinking about getting Dance Dance Revolution. Thank you. Hi, it's Tomacho. Um, quarantine life, right? I don't know. Like every time I leave the house and wear an anyway a mask, bundle up, can't really tell who is who, except who is not wearing a mask. You wonder why the fuck they are not wearing a mask. I'm home trying to do my best to keep it up and not to lose my mind. Seeing if I can make any changes, like physical changes, that I always wanted to do, goals I wanted to reach. Is anybody going to notice once quarantine life is over? I don't know. I really don't know. This is Yafa Heronov calling from Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's sunny and not cold today. It's one of the first days I've had the window open as I work from my room so I can hear so many birds in conversation with each other, or maybe they're just muttering to themselves, as I'm sure many of us have taken to if we didn't already. What am I learning about living and existing in my queer body? My queer body is chronically ill, but also strong. I'm taking as much time as I need to move my body, to joyfully dance with Ryan Heffington and 4,000 other people on Instagram Live on most days of the week, to work out because it helps my body with pain and is a form of meditation for me. I'm trying to be a better listener to my partner, my friends, myself, and this planet. I'm learning more and more that distance and the lack of touch and physical presence does not dampen my love and connectedness with others. I've been working a lot 
and I'm happy to be working because my work is currently mostly tech support and website work with a queer and trans-focused sexual and reproductive health care clinic. So it is one of the main things keeping me connected to community right now. I'm learning how to perfect my gluten-free baking skills because a loaf of bread that rises correctly and tastes so good with butter and brings some joy to my life and my sweetie's life, whom I'm lucky to be sheltered with, is really important right now. I'm remembering that gauging productivity is a construct of our capitalist society that we can dismantle. Our old norms are not good enough. I'm remembering all the things I want to fight for. Hi, this is Bunny Michael coming from Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Living in this queer body during this time of pandemic, I've been thinking a lot about pleasure and guilt. How as queer people, we're so used to identifying pleasure with guilt from being guilty for our desires our way of life. And I've sort of been seeing how, although I have been openly queer for many, many years, that guilt still lives in my daily life in allowing myself to relax, to enjoy, to be appreciative, to have fun. I think sometimes the only way for me to experience pleasure is to work for it because I've worked so hard to feel accepted, but pleasure is not work. Pleasure is letting go and just being. And I'm getting better day by day and I hope you are too. So cheers to pleasure. <laughs>